Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We are supposed to hear from Dallas Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy is ready now. Playoff time. Right here on the fan. Thank you. David Moore, Dallas Morning News. Just kind of start with nuts and bolts, just uh, Tyler Smith and Gilmore, what their level of participation will be. I'll be limited. Uh, Gilly will be in the, uh, or Stefan will be in the uh, uh, rehab group today. Tyler will be limited, excuse me. And with. With Gilmore, from your understanding of the injury, is it more just about regaining the strength? Is it range of motion as much as it is strength, or what's? Yeah, all those things. So I mean, he's making really good progress, and so the goal is to, you know, get 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 what he needs here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and and then line him up Saturday and and cut him loose. But so, but we'll you guess see how the week goes. So you wouldn't expect him to do anything until Saturday. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Clarence Hill, Four Star Telegram. Um, how did Hankins look last week? And can you talk about the challenge of stopping their run game? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I thought Hank played well. It was good to get him back. You know, obviously we're smart with the numbers. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, this is what it's all about. It, it always starts with run defense for us. I mean, you just go back to last year's game, the way they started the game. I think the first 16 out of 20 plays were runs. So, you know, it's definitely a focus for us. Um, and, and, it, and it is every week. Uh, I, I think. You know they got two two excellent running backs. Um, the offensive line is in sync. They're playing together. They got continuity. So um, yeah, so we're always focused on our run defense, and it, it definitely we're, we're expecting them to challenge us. I'm Mike Tarchi with ESPN. We, we've talked to you a lot about taking over the play calling stuff uh, this year. How much of that was you betting on yourself? I've never thought about betting on myself. Um, is there a line on there? <laughs> oh, so uh, it's legal now, though, right? Yeah, so, um, but yeah, no. I just uh, I think it's like every season you you go through an evaluation process, and uh, there's things that you're looking at during the year, and you know, and it was just felt that that was the the best you know choice for the for the team. So and I'm and I'm enjoying it. And the, the relationship with Dak has been close. Since you got here, has it grown deeper or closer? Oh yeah, absolutely. It has to. I mean, your your play caller and your quarterback have to, you know, spend that extra time together, and you know, both personally and professionally. And yeah, definitely, I've been really, I've really enjoyed that also. John, uh, John Michaud with the Athletic. Uh, in the past, you've done things to probably help motivate the team. In 2010, I remember you said you got the guys fitted for the rings. You've done things like smashing the watermelons and stuff like that. Is there anything that you do? That for this week, and when do you come up with those type of ideas? Uh, couldn't find my cheese head, so that was out. Threw that out, um, but no. Um, I think the biggest thing, really, the biggest thing for us is is um, we're in a seven-day week, and I, I, you know, obviously, so. 
tied into what the preparation you know gives you leading into the game. Now we, we really um, are just want you know talking about a regular week, simplify your life, just you know keep keep it about us and you know and there's always extra demands when you get to playoff football. You know we have we have individuals in our football space that are fighting illness. You know so we just really. We've just kept it all about the grind of preparing. Um, so, uh, we, you know, as coaching staff, you could feel the buzz in the, in the coaching uh, you know, offices yesterday, probably about in the afternoon once the plans came together and so forth. So just really want to keep the preparation, you know, focused and, and, and make sure we go out and play above, above our standard and, and do the things we need to do to win the game. Bob. Sonny's DFA. Mike, uh, what's your outlook on team camaraderie? How important is that? And guys actually liking each other, being part of the equation of team success more than just the talent that's on the field? Well, camaraderie, um, you know, I think that's all, you know, part of the, you know, secret sauce of a healthy culture, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I, I, I love this locker room. I think these guys have really, you know, not just this year, have, have really invested in themselves, you know, the commitment that we have to one another, you know, and it's really, at the end of the day, it's about the man next to you. So, um, and that's, you know, that's just how we roll, and that's how we've rolled all year. So, you know, we're, we're looking forward to taking our game out there Sunday and and um, getting after it. So, and it definitely um, starts and ends with our locker room. You know, and I think we've invested a tremendous amount in in our guys. Um, and like I said, I think we're in really good shape there. Are there ways to build that? I mean, like Oxnard, for example, like going away for two weeks and you're just around the guys. Is there things that you do throughout the year as well that you kind of build that kind of camaraderie? Yeah, I mean, you go look, go through the characteristics of developing group dynamics. I, I think all those are great opportunities. I mean, there's always, you know, looking for, you know, times to um, create, you know, growth opportunities and leadership, um, credibility, confidence. I mean, you're always focused on that as the, as the leader of the, of, of the football culture, uh, no doubt about that. So um, going to Oxnard to me is unbelievably beneficial. Uh, for our team, uh, just the whole aspect of going away to camp. Um, you know, I think like anything as a coach, you're always worried about when you have a phenomenal facility, when you leave the facility, you know, can the resources match? Can you still get the, the quality of work done uh, when you leave your own facility? And we, we're definitely very, very fortunate to have that set up uh, out there in California. So, uh, and everybody loves to go there. So it's a very healthy environment. Obviously the weather's inc incredible, but just the whole setup out there is 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 really set up nicely uh, for all of us to you know and even a new schedule uh, I think it's you know is is part of that so yeah I think those are excellent opportunities starting the training camp. You gentlemen have faced some of those teams that do similar things. Do you think that's prepared you and your defense for this matchup this week? Oh, definitely. I mean, I just think um, I, I think the way our defense plays, in a way we play offensively. I think we've we've we prepared each other uh, going back to to training camp for for these kind of games. And I think when you look at the way uh, they played, uh, you know, they're significant in their pre-snap motion and shifts. Obviously, statistically, we're we're aware of where we rank against that component. So uh, it's definitely part of our preparation and, and how we view their offense. So yeah, th th those things are real important. And then even on the flip side of it, this, uh, you know, this defensive front is the, is the highest that we've seen as far as movement, you know, as far as their stunts and games called. So you know, we, we practice against a, a defensive line that moves a lot too. So I think a lot of those 
variables are, are healthy for our preparation this week. So, um, and you know, I think it's obvious. You know, everybody's into the details of how each team plays, but you know, that's the beauty of having a healthy week of preparation. And and then we'll get up and line up, and see how it goes. Mike, Michael Kelkin, Dallas Morning News. You've coached a lot of young teams over the course of your career. This is another one of them. What do you think the playoff experience, though, the past two years does kind of supersede age? I think playoff experience is, is, is really is very, very helpful because I, I think it just it eliminates some of the expectations, eliminates some of the, you know, the first time things. Um, and I think the reality of it is it's football. And I, I think you really got to keep it to that and just, but, you know, we're focused on our, our best week of preparation for winning a football game. Um, and, you know, I, I think our, our older guys do a really good job. And this starts way back in the offseason program of taking these younger guys under their wing. We all understand the importance of a draft class, you know, to your football team. On an average, I know it's been this way my whole coaching career, head coaching career, you know, 20 to 25% of your football team changes every year. And, and, that, and that's something that you have to take into account from the first day you come together in April because everything, how we train, how we teach, what our classroom looks like, how the meetings are distributed are all played to that, you know, getting those young guys in, in, that, in that veteran group coming together. And, and I, I think our team, especially this year, has done an excellent job. Yeah. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. How's your relationship with Dak growing away from the field since you've gotten here? Well, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of time right now. You know, he's, he's a busy young man. But, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, the phone calls and uh, things like that. I mean, I think it's more things in the off season. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the one-on-one time we do get to spend together. But, um, you know, just obviously getting to know him more personally has been, has been awesome. Since he, he lives like a public life, everything he does is – I don't know if he could do any better, uh, frankly. I, I think if you just look at the schedule that he keeps, um, you know, his, his work ethic is impeccable. Uh, but, you know, with that, you know, you, you know, we have all worked with people that have excellent work ethic, but, you know, what's their workload capacity? I mean, I think what he, what he accomplishes uh, each and every day, you know, as far as getting ready, you know, to, as he prepares as a quarterback, he, I, I definitely grade him excellent and, um, you know, been around some great ones there. Uh, but also what he does in self-care and the things away from him, he does, he, he does all the extra and, uh, and, and it flows for him. You know, you, you just, it's not, you know, once in a while or, you know, three out of four weeks, it's every day. And, and I think that's, you know, really is a big part of who he is. Kevin? Uh, Kevin Sherrington, Dallas Morning News. Dak has talked about how connected he feels to his receivers uh, this year and, uh, and on multiple occasions, and he's credited you for that. I wanted to know if that was intentional on your part and how exactly were you able to do that? Well, I think when you're talking this you know, pure football scheme, technique, the fundamentals, uh, the education of how the quarterback's being trained and the specifics of how his feet are tied to routes, I, I, I think he's talking more in regards to those things. And, and, and yeah, that thing is just really a product of how we coach. And, and it's not just myself, it's, you know, it's Brian, Scott, the whole staff all the way through. Um, you, know, you know, Robert's a big part of that too, but just, you know, it, it really starts with the coaching staff. And I think anytime you make changes and, um, you know, everybody does it a little differently. You know, you may have, the schemes may look the same on, schemes may be look the same on PFF, but they're, they're not. I mean, it's you know, it's the way the quarterback's being coached, and you know, when you when are you calling schemes, and you know, the expectation of how the defense is going to play it. So I, I think we just have taken a huge step in that area. 
Mike Jonah Javad with WFAA. Um, haven't lost at home since week one of last year. What do you attribute that to? Like, what goes into that in terms of that success? Um, you know, I, I think it's just really the part of the growth and maturation of our football culture, and I, I think it's a product of, you know, how this team has performed this year. Um, you know, there's there's always things that go into why you're successful. Um, I, I think clearly you you got to start with you know the convenience and the, the ebb and flow of being at home, your preparation, how it flows into the game. I think that's, uh, you know, there's a rhythm to that. Um, I think a big part of it is really the crowds that we've, we've had. I mean, it, it's been it's been electric. Um, you know, we've been able to get the lead at home more. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that play into that. And uh, But at the end of the day, it's playoffs. You know, and I don't think it's uh, – it's a big deal to go on the road uh, as much as it was 15, 20 years ago as far as, as a team playing in loud environments. But, uh, yeah, we love playing at home, and uh, the numbers speak for themselves. Babe. Babe Lockberg, Cowboys Radio. Um, Mike, so you're, you're big on unscripted looks, and obviously yeah. earlier in the season. But has your experience been, once you've been through 16, now 17 games, you get to this week, and there's not a whole lot that they're going to show you that they haven't shown before? Well, um, I mean, hell, just look at the la our last game. You know, I mean, they, we, you know, we saw a lot of deceptive football. You know, uh, our, our defense did. So uh, to me, it was that's all part of the grind of the se of the season. It really benefits your preparation for the the postseason. So, yeah, I, at the end of the day, there, there's there's nothing that you know is going to happen Sunday that we haven't looked at or haven't prepared for. Uh, might be a slight variation. Of something, whether they you know change the face of it conceptually, or you know uh, change the stem on a route, or you know change the you know the order of the their stunts, their TT games, or you know the timing of it. So, uh, you, you know you are who you are at this time of year, and that's that's the beauty of being a playoff team. You know you're here for a reason, they're here for a reason, and we're here for a reason. And we will play to our strengths. Garrett. Garrett Podell, CBS Sports. Mike, the Packers receiving core has the most yards, catches, touchdowns by first or second year players. What is the challenge of defending that? And does that kind of situation compare to any maybe that you've coached in your career? Well, uh, you know, we, we don't discriminate against age. So I mean, we're going to line up and, you know, go after them just like we do everybody else. So no, I think it's a credit to their to their youth movement uh, there. And uh, But yeah, I mean, it's. I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, as a coaching staff and, and as we filtered through, you know, all the video and, and preparation, really both sides of it, they, they've played a, lot of play, played a lot of players this year, you know, in their secondary and their offensive perimeter. So just make sure we're on top of that. Jacob Denimore, the ticket. Given that home success that you guys have created, have you noticed over the last week and a half a little bit of extra energy, a little extra pep from the team, knowing that you had your own chance to control and now will get to play these games at home? Uh, definitely. I mean, I, I, really, I, the, the team is through this whole trimester. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I think it's pre- prepared very well. Um, you know, the only negative that we really had part of our protection, excuse me, our preparation, uh, you know, uh, the last, I guess, four weeks now, because it started in Buffalo, was um, was just really the illness that, you know, everybody's dealing with right now. So um, so we're, I, I, I do like the, the rhythm that we're in. Um, so, but yes, I, I think historically every year, <clears throat> you know, there's a different energy with playoff football. Todd. Uh, you've mentioned illness a couple of times. Is, will, will Zach... Is he back in the building? Zach's good. Yep, just just came for the walkthrough. Looks good. Yeah. He's on the, his normal practice. He'll be on normal Wednesday routine, correct? And then for the other, are there other guys that won't be able to go today because of illness? Um, keep, yeah, that's not finalized. Yeah, I've got a couple staff guys that are battling, but they don't count. They're not allowed to be sick. <laughs> and I was going to say, do you keep those guys kind of? Oh yeah, no, away we're, from yeah, we're, yeah, we're very conscientious okay. of, you know, what can happen. So, Mike, Terrence Steele, he played every single offensive snap this season until the fourth quarter when he put Wally in there. For a guy, you get in there with reports on him all offseason, understanding what, how severe it was. What, what makes that so remarkable, how durable and available he was this year? I, mean, I, think, it's, I, mean, I think it's huge. I think it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's a great description. I, mean, I think you can put Tony Pollard in that category, too. I mean, they come on, when you come off of major injuries, you know, that first year is always tough because you've know, you got to go through so many things again for the first time. I, you know, I think Terrence has, has done a great job. Uh, you know, some things he adjusted early after the first three or four weeks that you know that he was dealing with, and um, you know hasn't missed a practice. Hey, he hasn't missed anything. I mean, he hasn't missed a snap of anything, and I'm talking about since the day he started rehab. So uh, he's had an extremely impressive uh, rehab and return to play, uh, as good as I've seen. Nick. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. When you guys were diagnosing red zone efficiency early in the season. Could you have expected Brandon Cooks to be as dynamic as he has been down there in the last few weeks? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I, I think just, you know, uh, just like anything, you know, you don't, I mean, you like to come out of the gate, um, you know, storming in all your situations. You know, we, we had, you know, some opportunities in those first four or five games that we just, you know, look, looked at them and just really stayed the course. I mean, if you go back and look at those games and look at some of the things we've done with Brandon, um, it's, you know, the execution of it has been significant. So, um, but yeah, he's, he, he is, he's such a pro. The details um, of, of how he approaches his job in all aspects uh, is top notch. Um, so, yeah, his production is never a surprise. There you go, Mike McCarthy right here on 105.3 The Fan. few things to note, Tyler Smith will be, in case you missed it, will be limited in practice today, and Stephon Gilmore not expected to practice until Saturday. Remember, we talked with Stephen Jones on Monday, said they felt confident about that, and then Zach Martin back into the building. They feel like he is good to go. And then on the Rangers front, they have signed... 
Plano native Austin Pruitt to a minor league deal. Let's go. You're not excited. That's you one excited? signing down, baby. One signing down. That's Another just, arm. That's just warming up. That's just warming the pin up right now. I mean, potentially. Like Mike said, we're just we're really just stacking up arms. It's an arms race, and we're just trying to make sure we have lots of them. Oh my God. quantity, not quality. Where the oh burn on Austin Pruitt. We're the KNC masterpiece. Yeah, two nine eighty RA last year. Right here on one hundred five through the fan. Yeah. Coming up next, you've heard it on the weekend. Now it's time for the KNC debut of AM on the FM. Yeah, I got the question of the day per the huge and the weirdest world record you have ever heard of. That's next. KNC masterpiece back here on one hundred five through the fan. Got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick. Pops. Pops is in with us today, and Pops, we're about to roll out a new segment. Well, it's new to us. It is definitely not a new segment. Pops won KNC for a day as part of the a part of the Peaceathon auction. Now, Pops, are you prepared to tell us whether or not you think this is a good segment so we can decide if we'll use it again in the future? Sure. All right. There you go, Pops. The pressure's on. It's time. For the KNC debut of AM on the FM. What does this button do? Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it. Now, reality can be whatever I want. Don't you dare touch that dial. Don't you dare do it because it is time for AM on the FM. The pressure really is on. I've got, I've got a lot of spectators here today. Time um, out. <laughs> We just started the segment. That was fast. You guys smiled and were pumped up. I've never heard that audio in my life. What is that? Is that from the Bart Simpson show or something? Turn it on, leave it on. It's on the weekend all the time. Yeah, but that that's what? that's a cartoon. It's, yeah, it's from Dexter's Lab. Dexter's Lab. That's okay, what it is. that's yeah. what I'm asking. Laboratory. Yeah, so um, uh, you know, for sure, I put that together Dexter because... Coakley. The, uh, yes. Yeah, that's the story yes. behind it. The, the story behind it is Bobby Belt told me when he did his uh, below the belt thing, he was like, you need to come up with something when I was hosting weekends with him. So this is where we landed. But I've got a lot of pressure because I've got pops in the building. I've got to impress him. And I just got to outdo the payload. You know, that, that's all I'm trying to do because we've got the morning show producer, Peyton. You know, he thinks he's a host, but he can't control his own segment. Oh, so wow. Holy moly. we're going to see if this one can uh, go any smoother. So... <laughs> So far, A+. plus. <laughs> 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. Uh, Twitch and YouTube as well. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube to answer today's question of the day. And it's based off of an article I read earlier this morning. We'll get to that here in just a second. But if you could set any Guinness World Record, what would you want to set? Oh, man. I'll let it marinate. I'll let it marinate. I just saw a, t- a text on the... Read it. Read it. I can't... I'll read it. You, you, go ahead. From the 817, this segment sucks already. No, I appreciate that. Oh, that's not no. the one. From the 940, Hugo Lopez... Um, one player mode. Yeah, it went one player mode 83 times in 24 hours to break the record. That's not the one I would aim for. Not the one I would aim for. The one that I was freaked out about as a kid was the lady with the longest fingernails. fingernails. That always was so creepy. Because it was next to in the picture, it was next to the lady with the longest hair. Yeah. That's disgusting. But but those fingernails went in like circles. I know. Like, what do you, you can't, 
What are you doing? You can't do anything. You can't go out like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Like, no, you can't do that. You can't type an You're, email. If you have the longest hair in the world, you can kind of ponytail it and wrap it around you and stuff Braid like that. It. And yeah. you can go out. You can't Wrecked go out with that crazy fingernail thing. And that just freaked me out. And they were not clean. Are you suggesting you use your hair as like a sash? You can, yeah, you can do it. You can wrap it around your body or whatever to keep it off the floor so you can go to run errands or whatever. I can't do anything with 40 feet fingernails. So that's the one you don't want. I don't want, but it, I just remember. Out of all the pictures and all the things in the Guinness Book of World Records when I was a kid, that picture is burned into my brain as the most one of the most disgusting pictures I've seen. Mine too. I, I'm I'm right there with you, Mike. I remember that very distinctly. Well, right. I guess does Araldus Chapman hold this record for like the hardest thrown baseball ever? I think so. I think or is I, I think in the Statcast era, I think he does. Ooh. So I think that would be cool. I think that would be something if, for me loving baseball to be able to throw a baseball harder than any human being ever recorded. That would be pretty awesome. I would want to score 101 points in an NBA game. That would be insane. Has anybody ever done that? No. no supposedly somebody scored 100 points, but nobody saw it and he got a piece of paper. Yeah, Raldis Chapman, 105.8. Is the record? Is the record. And he keeps getting on championship teams like people want him. So, 101, and your mom. Because Wilt Chamberlain also did other stuff, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have a mom, there's at least a We're all Wilt's shot. children. Interesting. Uh, also interesting is where the story comes from. A woman named Lulu Lotus. I don't think it's that's a real person. Uh, from, uh, that's Lululemon, but close. Uh, uh, from Ontario, Canada. Just whistled her way into the Guinness Book of World Records by setting a new world record. For the loudest nose whistle. What? Oh, That's a talent, I guess. Do you (laughs) accidentally do that? Do you accidentally do that? And then you're like, I can do that. Yeah. I feel like my nose whistles, because I have lots of allergy problems. I feel like my nose whistles come from just things being stuffed up up there. And then it happens. But it's not like I can just keep all those boogies up there forever. You know, so I can't keep the same path. For the air whistle to happen so that's not going to work for me i'm like i can't do that that's impressive though her nose whistle was measured at a volume of 44.1 decibels which they say is as loud as a bird call what per the guinness book of world do you Records. think there is a bird that comes around when she does that nose whistle probably yeah what kind of bird do you think it is kevin woodpecker nightingale gotcha pops what kind of bird do you think it is I kind of go with uh, Kevin on All right, Woodpecker. Yes. That sounds like a good one right there. All right. Let's go to the truckrick.com text line where we have lots of people saying uh, things with drugs. So, yeah, we're going to avoid fits. those. We're going to we're gonna go ahead and uh, avoid those. We have the most dollars in a single bank account from the 817. I think we all want that. Ooh, that's a good answer. It's like Let's- people can have more money than you, but you have the most dollar bills. <laughs> okay, I want the money one. I don't want the most dollar bills necessarily except for my so money you can be silo like the scrooge duck yes. or whatever and jump in your scrooge mcduck you have to know that <laughs> you know it's scrooge and duck you know about the money silo but you don't know it's scrooge mcduck do now thank you
elsewhere from the truckwreck.com text line we have from the 469 i want the record for the biggest bass ever caught oh yep. that's that'd yep. be a good one I'm in with on a that one. pops with a in on that uh from the 817 i want to set the land speed record on two wheels we got Jagon and Terrell from the 214. The answer is I'd run the fastest quarter mile or be the strongest man in the world. I would say I want to reach the fastest top speed because I grew up running track and I idolized Usain Bolt. So I would love to crush that record. You think you could outrun Usain Bolt? Well, no, he's just absolutely not. That, that's what I would want to do. What, it would take Alec probably, it takes him three strides to equal one of Bolt's strides. Yeah, because he's like six foot five, six foot six. And you are? I am five foot seven. There's like a, a, a yeah. foot disparity there. That, that's that's a that's not a great thing. Not but a great thing. I, I I get it. My son has always wanted to be fast, and he he runs track. He's in cross country. He competes. He tries really hard. I'm proud of him. The slowest you, people try the hardest. They do. They do because like, they run faster. You don't know how hard I'm trying. The person who's running fast probably isn't trying as hard. Yeah. So he's, he's out of breath. Look at me. Is he the kid that he's like, hey? If I could take your kid's heart and desire yes. and effort and put it into all the other kids, yes. we'd never lose. Avery is Avery is definitely, he tries, he works hard. We did not gift him with speed. That's my fault and Adrian's fault. And she's, I'll take most of the blame. Okay. Corey just gave his son the you tried ribbon he, on I'm live radio. I'm proud of him for getting out there and doing something difficult. That's he, the most important thing. He's a positive try hard. Yeah, he's still trying. Now, I will say that he just hit some very significant numbers on some of his music stuff that he's doing. There we go. That's So that's something that it comes easy to him. Uh, but, yeah, man, I like this uh, from the 903 longest drive in golf. We all know what that equals. We had that dude on who that he wasn't he the replank? Yes. Yeah, actually he actually he did something recently. He's I close just, to the record, I think. I just got a message that he that he did another uh, special thing too the other day, so I need to reach out to him and see what's going on with replank. I'm surprised you didn't choose lowest golf score in the world. Yeah, yeah. Mike, can you imagine having like a 30? I don't know what would we, <laughs> oh, eight, an 18. I th- I don't think we know what I mean. Off the top of our head, we don't know the lowest golf score ever, yeah. right? I mean, I'm sure it had to be a PGA guy. I'm sure it wasn't. 58, 59, probably. Kevin Smith, not the AM Cowboy. The director. But the just some random dude playing. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. At Stevens Golf Course is like the record holder. I probably has 42. to be. <laughs> Stevens a fun golf course. Yeah. Um, but like an 18, like all hole-in-ones. Well, you doesn't, had the perfect doesn't day. the North Korean president hold that? Didn't he hole-in-one every hole every time? Allegedly. Okay, back to more headlines. Uh, y'all know the name Connor Stallions? Yes. I, I recently heard this. Can you explain what his story is? So he is the Michigan staffer that got caught, you know, doing the quote-unquote advanced scouting ah, for yes. Michigan, but he was just, you know, cheating, he's, getting play calls. the pseudonym Joseph Horse. Back to you, Alec. Thank you, Corey. Um, he was spotted at a local bar in Houston after the national championship game, and there's videos of him just getting slammed with free beer. All these Michigan students were just giving him buckets of free beer 
And now there's a whole Twitter conversation of him being a Michigan legend. Is he getting a ring? Well, apparently in the city of Houston, at least for one night, he doesn't have to buy a single beer and people call him a national champion. So well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, kids. Yeah. Yes, that is. I mean, is, uh, like, is, wasn't everybody super happy that Dom is back or something? Wasn't Dom like walking along the side with uh with Sirianni recently? And everybody's oh, like, Eagles. oh, there he is, he's back. All right, a couple of things. First of all, somebody has made the suggestion where we just turn it over and let Pops lead a segment. All right, <laughs> that sounds like it's got crosstalk written all over it. Sounds like a meeting. Just after ask the show. all the <laughs> just ask all the questions you want, and we'll we'll answer. All right, Pops, you got to experience this along with us. Do you say thumbs up or thumbs down to AM on the FM continuing in future editions? Oh, oh, no. Oh, he said thumbs down. He didn't say it. He right. just gave the sports. sign. <laughs> Ask a sports question. <laughs> then you don't want to listen to the fan jam starting at 10 a.m. Oh, this no. Saturday all the way until 4 o'clock. We got six hours this weekend, boys. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. With if Joseph the, Horse. If the Texans... <laughs> Called all 31 other NFL teams and said, we'll give you C.J. Stroud for your quarterback straight up. How many teams say no? Lou next right here on The Fan. Stroud to the end zone. Touchdown. Tank Dell. Perfectly thrown by C.J. Stroud right in the bucket. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through The Fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. So I saw this tweet over the weekend. On Twitter? On Twitter, yes. The Texans call the other 31 teams and say, we'll give you C.J. Stroud for your QB straight up. How many teams say no? I thought of, I think five. Uh, I forgot to ask you this question during the break, so I'll ask it on the air. Are we taking contract status into accountability? Let's say you do not. Because that changes my my answer. Let's say you're just like. Quarterback for quarterback. Yeah. You do take age into consideration, but not contract. All right. I think. You name your five, and then I'll see if I agree, and then I want to add more. I think the Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Chiefs, and Niners all say no. I have some maybes, but I think those five say no. It's interesting with the 49ers because I, I I know how much they like Brock Purdy, and I know how good he has been for them. And maybe I'm discounting him finishing second in MVP voting instead of Dak Prescott, who I think will finish second by a major distance away from Lamar Jackson. But... I like that list. Um, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're in a small window right here where I don't I don't know how long this is going to last. That you can obviously nobody can win the division back to back, but you didn't list the Dallas Cowboys. So I'd like for you to explain yes. why you would rather have C.J. Stroud over Dak Prescott. So okay, hold on. So. There are four teams that I put in the I want to talk about these four teams category, and that's the Cowboys, Jags, Dolphins, and Chargers. Right. Is Those are the four teams that jump to mind that I'm like, I'm not 100% what they would do. I think I'm inclined to say that the Cowboys would say, 
thank you, but no thank you. But I wanted to pick y'all's brain about that as well. Look, there's nobody that can come back from injury faster than faster than Dak. There's nobody that can that can uh, lead this team better than Dak. There's nobody that can all the things that Dak does. Any question you want to ask about a quarterback, Dak does it better than anybody. Why would the Joneses want anybody other than Dak? Look, so Kevin, uh, sorry, you Pops. just said the key word, the Joneses. Yeah. That's the Jerry Jones just, is not going to disagree with that, period. All right, so add the Cowboys to the list. They were one of my four maybes. What about the other ones? Jags, Dolphins, Chargers. I think you have a great list, to be honest. Um, I would guess this. Out of those three other teams you listed, the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Chargers, they probably would all just keep their guy, but it would be a really tough decision, and it'd almost be like, let's just stick with the guy who we believe in yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is I, I, I'm a believer in C.J. Stroud after this year. Sure. But Me too. Yeah. we did see Dak Prescott, and I know he wasn't the number two overall pick in the draft, but we saw Dak Prescott, unbelievable, in 2016, and be very inconsistent in 2017 and he got better in 2018 but he didn't it's like defenses knew how to start making things more difficult in Dak's life and I do think CJ Stroud is more talented than Dak at this age of their career but I do it's almost like one of these things there's gonna be teams that say okay and they're gonna figure him out somewhat, not completely, but figure out some things to make CJ Stroud uncomfortable. Your projections year. might not happen. We see that all the time right. in sports. But I'm with you. I, I cannot add another team to that list. Let me ask you about this team. The Cowboys are about to play the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love had a great last stretch he of did. the season. He did. So I'm throwing this out to you guys. I would take Stroud over Love next year if I was the Packers. But do you think the Packers front office, after what they've been able to accomplish this year with Love, would make that deal? No, I think they're just starting to see the fruits of their labor with Love right now. Like they're, they, they, He got his first year in. He's worked all this time to get here. They understand where their team is and why their record is what it is. They also understand what the leader did whenever he was delivering the ball. What second only to Dak in touchdown passes? Correct. Uh, seventh in uh, in yards. So they they think that Jordan Love is quality. I think when I look at C.J. Stroud, Kevin, I, I see the arm like the arm talent of Herbert, but with better decision making. Maybe like Brock Purdy type decision making. His poise is top notch. Yeah. So those are the two factors. Yeah. Like when I look at Tua, I can see Mike McDaniel going, "Look, man." I don't want to tell two of this, but I will take C.J. Stroud. Okay, and just because I think I think two is very loved in Miami. Uh, he and he and Dan Marino get along great. Dan Marino thinks the most of him, and I know you're like, what does that have to do with anything? He's just around all the time. Every sure. time I watch these shows, he's just there. Uh, but I think that McDaniel's would look at it and go, "Look, dude, I can throw it even further down the field to Tyreek Hill now. I can't like yeah. two and not to say anything bad about Tua's arm strength this year. It's been really good. And he stayed healthy the whole time. He the yeah. the training on dynamic. how to not hit your head on the ground worked for him. Yeah. Now will it work the next ten years? I don't know. And that would be a tough thing for Miami to look at. Go, hey, uh, Tua T stayed healthy this year for the first time in his four year career. He stayed healthy. Do we believe that this is the norm now for him? Because if you believe that you kind of got lucky. Uh, on his injury-played career, then I think you say C.J. Stroud is bigger and stronger than Tua. 
maybe the the arm strength and accuracy. There's debates on that, but we do know that C.J. Stroud 100% is stronger and bigger than Tua T. The one that I'm still stuck on is do I want, and I'm a big fan of his, I'm not like rooting for him, but Brock Purdy has played great in his first full season as quarterback. But I just think that C.J. Stroud has so much maybe more skill than him or talent that I would go, gosh, they're approximately the same age. I just I think I would take CJ Stroud over Brock Purdy. That being said, how important is it? This is a little bit on topic, off topic, to have the coach that you have. D'Amico Ryan's has proven because if you get drafted by the wrong team with the wrong coach, like you mentioned Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher Fisher was gonna screw up everybody he ever touched. Like yeah. that was going to yeah, Jared Goff. He's he's horrible. Like, and so if CJ Stroud or whoever it is goes to that guy, and look, I'm not trying to defend Trevor Lawrence here. Fingers Magoo made him out to be the worst <laughs> qu- quarterback in the history of football. But uh, you know, if you Urban Meyer was gonna screw up anything, he could have had Tom Brady in his prime and he would have screwed not one in 15 or whatever they were, but he was going to screw everything up. Like there was no way Urban Meyer could lead a team in the NFL to the playoffs. He was too NFL dumb to do it. And to your point, I think that's interesting because I actually have a weird stat that goes along with that. Okay. Is this is the first time that a team with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback have made the playoffs since 2012 with the Indianapolis Colts. And just to show Maybe it doesn't work out for your coach. Maybe it doesn't work out for your quarterback. That tandem was Chuck Pagano, Pagano and Andrew Luck. Chuck Pagano. You got this, buddy. Like this. Pagano, he wouldn't make his way in the NFL. He, I mean, he would for the next six years, but they never reached the accomplishments they wanted. And then Andrew Luck was Trevor Lawrence before Trevor Lawrence, and he never reached the ultimate goal, and they had to hang their ridiculous banner. So, I'm sure if you look at the 2012 Colts, they thought they had the world and it didn't work out there that way. So that could be the case for the Texans. But I do think having D'Amico Ryans there is huge, huge, huge. Yeah, so that's where I look at it and go, what a great set it looks like they have. Yet, obviously, D'Amico Ryans is in his first year of coaching. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in their playoff game and then what they do in the future because it does look like they're set up to – I don't like saying this, but it looks like they're set up to overtake Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. And I, I as, agree. And as, and as good as it looked like last year for the Jaguars to have a great second half to win a playoff game, and then you look at Houston and Indy and Tennessee and go, they're screwed at quarterback. And even if they draft the right guy, it'll probably take a couple of years for that guy to develop into a competitive situation and – they were able to develop their quarterback in year one to overtake that division. Interesting notes that kind of tie into this. C.J. Stroud was named the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, and then Jordan Love for the second consecutive week won NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Man, you got to deal with somebody's going to have to deal with him on uh, Sunday in the playoffs. That it'll the Cowboys. Fine. Yeah, it'll yeah. be different than you're right, Mike. I didn't get a chance to mention this the other day, but. Puka Nakua not only broke the yardage record, also broke the reception record for rookies. The reception record was 104 set by Jalen Waddell just two years ago. Puka Nakua had 105. The yardage record was set by, you guessed it, 
Bill Groman of the Houston Oilers in 1960. I actually knew that. Shut your I, mouth. I Are just you saw it the me? other day, okay. so I did. Okay. I did know that. And then Corey, what? What's your breakdown of your Detroit Lions? This is the first time they've won 12 games since 1991. That year, they made the NFC Championship game. Are you predicting a repeat of that? No. Okay. Fair. Are you still a big Lions guy? Um, I thought the Lions would win the division this year, and I thought that they would make the playoffs. So Check. Check. I, they did the things I said they would. I don't know. Call me a Lions homer if you want now. No, no, no. I, I what do. I'm saying is. That's why I needed to know if you thought they'd make the NFC no. Championship because you're uh, right about the no, other I things. No, I don't. But you're rooting for it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, hold on. Would they, they, would they, they face? If, if Detroit wins, they go to Dallas. Okay, if then, Dallas wins. Yeah, I, all I really want is them to to play against San Francisco in some way and lose. Look, that doesn't look like it's on the We path. owe Detroit. And can you imagine this game? We get Just the looking calls. forward. Detroit versus Dallas. Besides Washington, those are the two longest teams to not be in an NFC championship game. So if they face each other, somebody, somebody. ends the streak. And then so based, based on history. And the last time Detroit made it, they beat Dallas to yeah. go to the NFC championship game to play the Washingtons. Yeah, and then oh, the no. next year, that year I guaranteed my dad, I said, Dad, don't worry, next year the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Yep. And they did. And Isaac Holt, I think, blocked a punt to start oh, off so the nice. season against Washington. God, it was so good. I think it was Isaac Holt. Yeah. Re- real quick, the Kansas City-Miami game is expected to be 11 degrees during the day Beautiful. and about zero degrees by kickoff with potentially a minus nine during the game. I will go to that game as long as I get five grand and all of the five-star treatment that I deserve to sit in that weather. <laughs> you deserve T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.